Virginia. Right here, bruh. I was on the phone, sorry. People are not having babies. <laughs> the U.S. birth rate hit a new low in 2016 after falling for a decade. Why is this? Shall we play a game? Oompa, loompa, doompa doo I've got another puzzle for you. Let's put it this way. Why is this according to the New York Times? Because only the New York Times is so separated from reality that they could come up with this. Okay. Climate change. You nailed it, Reavers. I'm oh, not come on. Continue. I wasn't even going to. I know, but that's the answer. You're joking. That's Wait, the answer. What? Climate change. Only the New York Times could come up with this preposterous nonsense. Uh, they should get a groin kick. I thought it but was. But I don't want to get out of hand with the groin kick. I only oh. said that because I was I was joking. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think so they you, could. So you got it right away? I'm sorry. I didn't even get a chance to guess. I'm sorry. I thought it was lack of power thirst. Some would-be parents are worried about climate change in the world they'll leave to their kids. 400 babies. Even though she wants children, I don't want to give birth to a kid wondering if it's going to live in some kind of Mad Max dystopia. Oh, my God. Allison Guy, 32, <laughs> told the New York Times. The Times spoke to several women whose decisions on having kids have been influenced by a fear of climate change. Some are worried about the carbon footprint, while others are afraid their children will live in a desert wasteland ruined by global warming and pollution. You know what? I'm going to go the opposite, Joe. This is a ray of hope. You know why? Less idiots? I don't want that person to reproduce. (laughs) That's true. Fewer than 4 million babies were born in the U.S. in 2016, with birth rates falling to a record in all groups under age 30. America seems to be following the lead of France, Germany, Japan, and other countries that are not replacing their populations. Hmm. While we should all be better stewards of our planet, you know that fear-mongering is taking over when people let the climate change agenda stop them from having kids. The disgusting lie of an impending environmental wasteland and an overpopulated planet simply isn't true. This is nonsense. Stop it. This is according to the blaze. Uh, I told you this a hundred times. In 1968, a Berkeley professor named Paul Ehrlich, double check. Yep. Paul Ehrlich wrote a book called The Population Bomb. Uh, corroborate that I have the right name because it's off the top of my head. Paul Ehrlich. Yeah. Probably E R L I C H. Yep. Is that it? It is the population bomb in 1968. 68. And, Very good. And he, uh, as a as a harbinger of the failed academy, uh, was ranting and raving that there's just too many people. Well, that's now 50 years ago. And not a bleeping thing that guy ever wrote or said has come true. And he had his moment in the sun when he would get on The Tonight Show and whatever, and he was sounding the alarms that uh, the world had gone mad and was too crowded with people. What is it I've always told you about Mysterians? Uh, They don't like people. They don't like people. People are an inconvenience to them. Uh, The New York Times uh, put some reporter on it, and she flipped through her Rolodex and called a bunch of her 32-year-old friends who she was going to meet later in a cafe 
and said, hey, are you going to have any kids? Or, I'm wondering if people aren't having any kids due to climate change. And then, of course, got the response she was looking for. This is merely my speculation how the story was put together. And because it's the New York Times uh, that demands in its template that the reporters not only believe in climate change but must proselytize about it, they ran the story. It got big play on their website and mm-hmm. what have you. It's all utter nonsense because you can't verify any of this because they're, uh, in many cases, unnamed women. It's, a, it's just bad journalism. It's bad journalism. The point being, the Mysterians have been trying to sell us this for 50 years. For a minimum of 50 years, Mysterians have been trying to sell their brothers and sisters in America that were too populated. Uh, or among early... Right, see, see right. What, see what... When you all right, uh, or look, let me what, just what, what were his claims? We're gonna run out of food. Uh, I don't think uh, you know, Al Gore hadn't gotten to him by then, so Ehrlich was well known for his controversial 68 book, A Population Bomb, mm-hmm. which asserted that the world's human population would soon increase to the point where mass starvation yep. ensued. That hasn't happened among the among these. So, there uh, are people around the world who are having trouble getting food, but there has not been a mass starvation of the population of the world. Among the solutions he suggested in the book was population control to be used, in his opinion, if voluntary methods were to fail. Mm-hmm. He's been criticized for his opinions, for example. Okay, then they go on to... Yeah. Um, but he acknowledged, Ehrlich has acknowledged that some of what he predicted has not occurred, but maintains that his predictions about disease and climate change were essentially so he's correct. Ad, he's added climate change to his uh, right. resume. And human overpopulation is a major problem. Well, it, it, he's been wrong for 50 years. Right, his street creds are kind of failing out there. He has no credibility whatsoever. Is he still alive? Do, 85, do we, 85 years of age. 85 years old. You think Stanford. Be, you'd think if he, was it Stanford or that was Berkeley? Uh, well, he's in, he's, he resides in Stanford right now. See, uh, well, that's where Berkeley is, isn't Stanford it? University, yes. No? Okay, stop. We're no. fact-based. He is the Bing Professor of Population Studies of the Department of Biology at Stanford University. All right, Stanford University. Where is Berkeley? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I'm having a mental block. Palo Alto, California? Berkeley, California is... I mean, where's Northern Berkeley? California on the east side of San Francisco yeah. Bay. All right. Palo Alto. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm thinking. All right. But in any event... Uh, we've been having this song sung to us for a long, long time uh, by failed academicians like Ehrlich. What's he a professor of? Biology. And and population studies? Uh, yes. What's he contributed to the world? Except uh, a falsehood for 50 years. <laughs> that he's been milking on for uh, for quite some time. Uh, let's see. And by the way, no, in, no all, in, in all openness and candidness, mm-hmm. I bought it in 68. Oh, you did? Well, as the long-haired radical. Ah, that's right. Before your transition. It. I bought it. Your transformation. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then a great epiphany uh, happened. Uh, and I remember the sky opening up and a beam of light shining down on me and said, get your act together, you idiot. Okay. Yeah. Um. And not to change subjects, but to go back to last hour. Please don't go back to food. I'm, I'm not. It doesn't have to do with food. It right. has to do with a kick. Yep. A famous uh, kick to the groin. Yeah. Not until me and Harvey get the rules straightened out. Oh, yeah. Rules. In a knife fight, no rules. <laughs> well, if there ain't going to be any rules, let's get the fight started. Someone count one, two, three, go. One, two. 
Now, did Tony send that? Uh, No, a listener suggested that. That's not a bad groin kick. So far, that's in the running. I'm sure Tony can uh, advance I'm I'm really anxious to give Trudeau the official, what we we are going to proclaim is the official groin kick sounder. Yes. Maybe you can Hector Tony right now and see if it can get down here during this break. I'll uh, I'll see what I can do here. But you know, not that he's not busy. No, I know he's probably he's doing he's making creative spots for doing the other station. Things, and, I realize, but he's that. a fan of Garage Logic. I, I, I understand. I understand. I'll run down there and see if he's sleeping. Uh, no, no, he's not sleeping. <laughs> no, he, of course. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. We have not been uh, burdened by having to buy your Girl Scout cookies. Are you out of that industry? Uh, out of the game. Out of the game on that one. But there are some floating around. we got I plenty don't... of people here. Well, I haven't been hit up. Well, and... you've always been a good contributor, too. I, I might just go it, it buy some. It wasn't as I ever had a choice. Right. I, might, I would always come back and say, you're in for 50, and you'd go, <laughs> when do I pay you? And didn't we say <clears throat> at, at one time... Uh, the smart gals uh, are going to be setting up in front of uh, marijuana dispensaries. Oh, yes, in uh, in in Colorado, it's or, happened, or wherever it's happened. No, this was in San Diego. I huh? saw this. A gal sold three hundred boxes <laughs> in six hours in front of the Urban Leaf. <laughs> yeah, the and, Urban uh, Leaf. Urban Leaf. Uh, apparently, what we're now going to be uh, debating. Uh, as if that was legal or not. Why would it be illegal? Uh, the Girl Scouts think that she might have broken the rules because uh, you're not supposed to... Uh, uh, Girl Scouts, don't be so precious now. Well, Girl Scouts apparently are not supposed to sell them in a commercial area. Y- you know what, Girl Scouts? It's okay for you. It's okay to have your father or mother bring your damn order sheet to work. That's commercial. That's a commercial area. Yes, I violated many laws selling Girl Scout cookies. Let's see if I have this gal's name. I'm sure. Uh, God, the Girl Scout people are so damn precious. We need to make cookies that are less fattening. Just shut up and make what people are buying and want to buy. Girl Scout cookie. Girl Scout Cookie sales don't officially start for another week, but scouts are allowed to sell cookies from wagons with a parent or guardian. Oh, my God. As long as they don't set up booths, Girl Scout San Diego said. Uh, so if that's what they were doing, then they were within the rules, said Allison Bouchan of Girl Scout San Diego. Urban Leaf, the marijuana dispensary in question, posts a photo of the girl to its Instagram page promoting its own marijuana brand flavored like Girl Scout cookies called GSC along with boxes of the real thing. There's a picture of the kid here beaming. She's no of course, dummy. yeah. She's going to win the ribbon or whatever they get there. This uh, playground she's, not, ball. she's actually not the first Girl Scout to come up with the idea. In 2014 and 2015, Danielle Lee sold hundreds of boxes outside a San Francisco dispensary, reported the San Francisco Chronicle. And in 2016, a Girl Scout sold cookies outside a Portland, Oregon dispensary, according to KATU. Recreational marijuana sales became legal in California on Jan 1, though many jurisdictions are still sorting out 
licensing and regulation issues. I'm being told here by a Mall of America expert mm-hmm. uh, that they were selling uh, Girl Scout cookies at the Mall of America. Okay. I, I well, they, they, they're saying that you can't sell them in a commercial booth place. They were selling them at the Mall of America, for crying out loud. Well, here it says the San Diego Girl Scout Council is looking into whether a scout who was photographed selling cookies outside the Urban Leaf broke any rules. Officials are trying to identify the girl and talk to her family because she was in a commercial area, which is not allowed. Council spokeswoman Mary Doyle said in an email Monday to the to uh, apparently CBS News. Urban Leaf posted a photograph of the girl uh, and said, come on down. She's wearing her green vest of badges and is clutching boxes of cookies outside the front doors of the uh, store. And that, that made it all over the Internet. Urban Leaf founder Will Sen said the girl was with her parents and was just passing by with her wagon. So it sounds to me like she was doing what you're allowed to do. You can be out there with a with a guardian if you have your wagon. I I, t- I take that to mean she's pulling the boxes in a what a little red wagon or something. Right. I mean, so how um, uh, old school? That's kids don't do that anymore. Cannabis is now legal in California, and a, and a direct result of that is the munchies. Said yeah. Sen, the owner of <laughs> Urban Leaf. Got bread out there and Doritos. <laughs> The photo drew praise and criticism. Some objected to a child photographed outside a dispensary. Marijuana is medicinal and not like alcohol, Sen countered, adding that doctors have been known to prescribe it to treat epilepsy in children. About 14,000 girls participate in San Diego's Girl Scout cookie program. As Girl Scouts, we assume good intent. Doyle said, when we learn that a girl is in violation of standards, we almost always discover that the parent was unaware of the rules. What, you know what the, what the San Diego uh, uh, Council is uh, careful of their language here. You know why? Why? Because they're going to keep the money. You uh, think they're going to run back and try to find all the people who paid for the cookies? Absolutely not. They're and keeping you know, the money. What is the reason for the Girl Scouts? To promote a young a girl, a young woman becoming a leader. And if that girl uh, is, is selling them outside of the dopery, then she's a genius because she's going to sell a lot of money. She should be hired as a future businesswoman. What am I taking here, Reeves? Bill? Yes. Bill? Yeah, Joe. Yes. Just real quick, piggyback on what Rookie just said. Out in my community, I've seen girls set up at a Cub store and in front of Walmart. They're doing it in front of commercial places all the time. All I don't right. know where that rule came from. All right, thank you. Well, who's line two? Nancy? Yeah. Nancy? Hi, Joe. Hi. I was at Cub on Sunday, and they had a table set up in there, too. Okay, thank you. Huh. I don't know if this Minnesota council is different. If a rule is broken again, and I again, I take this to mean San Diego, the girl could lose the award she earned by selling a certain number of boxes of cookies. Like I said, will the Girl Scouts return, who will they return the money to if this is illegal, then they shouldn't take the money for the cookies. Urban Leaf wants to talk to the council and clear up any misunderstandings, Sen said. I've been in the cannabis industry a long time and worked to bring it out of the shadows, he said. Since the use of recreational marijuana became legal in California, Sen said it is rapidly becoming accepted. Anytime we can help by driving more people to support local fundraising like a Girl Scout, we'll do that, he said. I don't think this girl's going to be in long-term trouble. And as I say, 
uh, you can you can bet anything you have that the Girl Scouts are not going to try to refund any money. Oh, for sure. You what what did they expect to. these kids to do? You know, you know that the Girl Scouts or their parents were going to get onto that and say, "Honey, I got a I got a spot you got to go to." Yes, and she's competitive. Go to that strip mall where they're selling dope. Man, think if if dope would have been legal here, you would have been off the hook because I my kids would have been just uh, staking out. Think, think of the money I would have saved over the years. Well, you could have sent you could have sent my kids to college. I don't even eat the damn things, but I had I you had me down for fifty bucks a year. Yeah, at least because I think they sold them twice a year. I think mm-hmm. at least I told you that anyway, and just never give you any of the cookies. <laughs> like, really hey, nice. another fifty. Let's uh, what uh, you want it. Fifty or two twenties. Yeah, for all I know, I was thoroughly scammed. I have no idea. No, I would not. I would never do that to you. you. I couldn't violate your trust because then I couldn't use you anymore. That's true. That's right. True. I mean, I I need you. I need you there for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's all about you, isn't it? With food or, or anything uh, consumables, yes, mm-hmm. it is. Really. Well, in any event, uh, it's not legal here, and your characters are out of the industry. You have no fear. In so fact, I'm, I'm done. Apparently, trying to think what the next. Well, there's always something out here with a sign-up sheet. We missed the resale. Next year, you're, oh, no, you have your own there in the, uh, probably I, buying wreaths from. Uh, we got wreaths taken care yeah, of. You're right. yeah, yeah, I can't, I can really can't hone in on that because they're in the same class, so that's, that wouldn't be fair to your. Say, we're going to take a person. time out, but. Uh... John, yes. As is our custom. Sure. Mm-hmm. The lights are on, but no one. Rick. Oh well, hello, uh, Joe. Oh, this is Rick no. from Arlington, Texas. How are you? Rick, uh, Rick, you, you, you call it interop- inopportune times. We're we're doing a newscast now. Might you call us back later? Uh, I, Joe, I, I, I could. I'm on. The, uh, I apologize. We are on Central Time here down in Harlingen, Texas. Well, I know you are. So are we. That, uh, we must be. Uh, are we an hour behind or? No, it'd be the same time, Rick. But are we're going to do the news now. I bet you'll call us back, won't you? I, I will. Uh, well, I'll run out to the RV and see if I can uh, find some time. All right, thank you. About seven minutes, or how do you? That, how, uh, what about, time is it? How about fifteen minutes from now? How about 13? All right, 13. Yes, Thank sir. you. Yeah, all right. I'm... Thank you. He won't call us back. God, this guy. Here's John Height in the news. Bargaining with you for time. Yeah. Sunny. It's nine degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Gophers playing tonight. They're hosting Nebraska at Williams Arena. Amir Coffey still with a shoulder injury. He's day-to-day listed as that, but uh, appears he will not be playing this evening. I predicted they would not win another Big Ten game. If they don't win tonight, that's going to happen. <laughs> Wild uh, road game tonight. They're in St. Louis to play the Blues. They'll return back home Thursday to open up a five-game homestand. That's on uh, uh, NBCSN. Does that mean we get Doc Emery? Oh, I most likely, yes. Yeah. All right. Please say the home of New Doc England. Doc Emmerich. What did I say? Doc, Doc Emmerich. Doc Emmerich. I think I said Emery. Who's Doc Emery? Emery? He's your proctologist. Yeah. Please oh. <laughs> say the home of New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski was robbed while he was away at the Super Bowl. Time for another checkup. Foxborough Police Chief William Baker confirming this morning that his department is looking at a burglary at Gronkowski's home. He said officers responded to the home just after 6 p.m. Monday. Baker said out of respect for Mr. Gronkowski's privacy and because this is an active and dynamic criminal investigation, we're not going to be releasing any info right now about what was stolen or whether any suspects exist. 
But in a recording of calls between responding officers and dispatcher, dispatcher says multiple safes and possibly guns were taken. Uh, Judd and Mackie got going on this, and Judd wondered aloud, why do athletes have so many guns? And the answer instantly popped into my mind. What do you think that is? They're literally looking for ways to spend money. Yeah. Look at the gold chains and this and that and the other thing. I think it's an example of spending money. Well, I think it's a really good idea for a Patriots tight end to own multiple firearms because that really worked oh, out the yeah. last time. That, uh, well, I did. I did think. Good point. I did think if you should maybe the guns you own should be based on the number of concussions you've had. So you start out with ten, and every time you have who a concussion, who was the guy who died? Uh, Gomez Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah. Remember those pictures of his brain? Yeah. He had no brain. It was mush. Yeah. Mush. Well, and if you've heard Rob Gronkowski speak, I would That's imagine it. that his brain is pretty much mush as well. Is he, he's considering retirement because of that. Yes, he is. If he's smart, he'll retire. So that means he'll be playing. But he'll have plenty of guns. <laughs> yeah. News notes from today. The Transportation Security Administration at the airport here in Minneapolis-St. Paul has confirmed the airport did set a one-day record for the number of people screened at security checkpoints yesterday. The total, 60,833. Yeah, why can't they run the airport that efficiently every day of the year? Because that was extraordinarily well, yeah, competent. I'm, you're right, but they had extra staff on. They well, were let's, overstaffed. Let's, let's just do that all the time, huh? Okay. Can't you win every night? <laughs> like the Timberwolves. Yeah. The uh, previous record, it broke it by a lot, actually. The previous mark was 47,200, set back in March of last year. On a typical day, around 34,000 people pass through security checkpoints at the airport, according to a release from the TSA. The release states additional resources were added to supplement the workforce, as Rook just said, including more than 100 TSA officers from other airports. University of Minnesota's Department of Public Safety says officers responded to a report of an aggravated assault at the Mayo Building on the East Bank around 11 o'clock last night. A university staff member allegedly asked a suspect to leave the building before the suspect reportedly hit him with a bottle. Early said the tra- a staff member who works in facilities management was transported to the hospital. Injuries are not life-threatening. According to the release, university police think the suspect, whom the university has identified as DeMario Dante Eugene Brown, was wearing a stocking cap, tan jacket, and khaki pants. If you have any information, you're asked to call University of Minnesota police. Some heat today for President Trump's treasonous remarks yesterday. Iraqi war veteran and U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth from Illinois criticizing the president for calling Democrats who didn't clap during the State of the Union address treasonous. Duckworth said, we don't live in a dictatorship or monarchy. I swore an oath in the military and in the Senate to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the U.S., not to mindlessly cater to the whims of cadet bone spurs and clap when he demands I clap. Not the first time Duckworth, a Black Hawk helicopter pilot who got the Purple Heart after she lost both legs in Iraq, has uh, called Trump cadet bone spurs, a reference to Trump's stated reason for not being drafted during the Vietnam War. Meanwhile, a spokesman for the president says the treasonous remark was done tongue-in-cheek by the president. <laughs> a little little joke. <laughs> you don't clap for me. It's treasonous. <laughs> An Amtrak train broke apart early this morning. I don't like it, that. As it was traveling from Washington, D.C. to Boston. We've had a, Amtrak's had a bad run here. We're not we? having good train no. uh, Wait, was it Amtrak or Value Track? There's not much distinction. Well, no. wasn't it the Amtrak speed train that derailed? This country, this country was founded on the rails. And, and it has and we, not. It just hasn't done a damn infrastructure thing. Infrastructure has not kept up. Mm-mm-mm. That's what the problem is. 
The Acela 2150 train experienced what they're calling a mechanical issue when two of the train cars separated while it was running just before 7 in the morning. Oh. Amtrak's Where's the caboose? Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> we waited and waited. <laughs> Amtrak spokesman Jason Abrams said there were about 52 passengers aboard who were transferred to a different train, Northwest Regional 180. I wonder if there was a little transfer of confidence, as we call it. Where now arriving at track 11, <laughs> 12, 13. <laughs> Uh, the uh, CBS reporting the train had eight cars in total, including five passenger cars. Two cars separated near Haver de Grace in Maryland. The Acela line is the high-speed business class line serving the Northwest Corridor, the service's busiest stretch. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. No, we're good. Uh, the nation's largest consumer electronics retailer, Best Buy, will no longer be selling compact discs. God, my time is limited, isn't it? <laughs> How do you like that disc in your uh, vehicles? I don't have a disc player, which infuriates me. I bet you have an aux, so you could, you could, you can you listen to your phone? (laughs) Can you listen to your phone Uh in your car? Plug it in. Oh, you do. You've learned that already. I know. I don't. Who taught you that trick? It's happened by accident. Oh, (laughs) I don't want to listen to my phone. You uh, do you have an aux? Do you have any music on your phone? Uh, some kid put something on there. I don't listen to it. Well, you could listen to YouTube songs too. I mean, you could listen to a lot of music without. I, no, you're driving. Stuff. You're driving. I I'm not going to sit there and play with my phone. I know what's on your phone. You, you... No, this isn't on. Who is it? This Pat Clark again? No. no. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can just always got this go song out of my head. Downtown. Frank! When you've got worries, all the noise and Doesn't that sound cool? When he sings, it sounds cool. I know, I don't. I want to hear John Hate right now. According to Billboard, Best Buy told suppliers it'll pull all its CDs on July 1st. Oh, People are still listening to music, but with digital subscriptions like Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Music on top of digital sales. Blah, blah, blah. Internet, the way of the future. According to the International Federation of Photographic Industries, streaming revenues have surged by more than 60%. In 2016, only 34% of the recording industry's global revenues came from actual physical format sales. How does that make you feel? 34%. Not good. One-third. Add that to the list of things I'm going out on the same day. Uh-huh. That uh, CDs might outlast you. I doubt it. No, I think Joel <laughs> outlast CDs. I yeah. Uh, don't expect to see, uh, you guys were talking about the Lady Doritos. Uh, Pepsi says, no, no, that that's not happening. There's no such thing. Fake news, I think Pepsi's saying. Well, it was their oh, CEO. Right, the lady yep. is the one that... Was yep. she having a prank? Uh, the Well, Pepsi Company, the uh, company behind the cheesy chips, denied today that it was developing a line of Doritos. She was Des- having a laugh. She's having a laugh. Designed specifically for women after widespread online speculation that it was. Uh, this all happened after Pepsi's longtime CEO, Indra Nui, said on a podcast that unlike men, women don't like to lick their fingers after eating a bag of Doritos. Anoi, who has run the soda and snack company for more than a decade later, said the company is getting ready to launch snacks that are designed and packaged differently for women. But the interpretation of her comments to mean that female-friendly Doritos were on the way were inaccurate, according to a release from PepsiCo today. They said, we already have Doritos for women. Yeah. They're called Doritos. Uh-huh. Ah. So, All right. You know She's having a laugh. Dave Dahl next. Okay. Yep. Cannot stop him. Just make a move. Joe Sushiro. Here's Dave Dahl. Hey, Joe, we're nine above, heading for a high today of about 10. Light snow develops after dark tonight, probably after 10 p.m. before it arrives here. 
Uh, that light snow is going to continue to probably accumulate half an inch up to an inch over eastern Minnesota. Not a lot, but uh, it could slow down the morning commute a little bit. Two above for the overnight low. Tomorrow's high 15. Partly cloudy skies, some more light snow Thursday and, tw- and 14 for the high. Stays in the lower teens for Friday and Saturday. Periods of snow on Saturday could accumulate a couple of inches. And then Sunday, partly sunny and warmer, 21. 26 on Monday, some more light snow. And then 24 on Tuesday with partly cloudy skies. So 20s next week. Right now, Joe, we're at 9 and I have the records for the day. Feb 6. 51. 51. 1925. 1925. 24 below zero. 24 below. 1936. 1936. Thank you. Thank you. A squirrel hunter. Yes, a squirrel hunter. Uh, uh, Joel. Huh? Sorry. Sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt. He uh, he he called back. The guy from Erlinger? Har- Har- Harlan. Harlan. Rick? Oh, is it about time here? Well, I'm sorry, Joe. I did not expect to be on uh, quite so soon. This is a. I was just enjoying the dark chocolate sea salt uh, caramel. You're uh, in, where are, are we you? on now? I'm, I, I apologize, Joe. I was not. Are you in? Har- I do his news. Are you in? Yes. Are you in Harlingen, Texas? I'm in Harlingen, Texas. Harlingen. Not this is Stone Throw from South Padre. And how how is it, sir? That. You've you've chosen our show to call uh, uh, frequently, apparently. Well, uh, Joe, I have many uh, friends down here in Harlingen, Texas, that uh, uh, people right across from me and the double wide, they are from Minnesota, and they snowbird down here in Harlingen. Uh-huh. So they got you listening to the show on the podcast? They listen on the computer. Is that, uh, is that the same as a podcast? Uh, I think so. Sure, I, I, I would imagine so. Maybe your producer could help. It's the same. It's the exact same. They're probably listening on podcast one. All right. Uh, that sounds familiar, son. Yes. Uh, are we? Are we set? I, I just had one. One quick. One quick little tidbit as I finish my caramel. I apologize. I should not uh, eat on the air. It's kind of rude. But uh, you know, Oli and Lena at one time um, were having breakfast. And uh, Ollie and Lena were discussing the uh, some of the worst pain in the world. Some of the worst what? Pain. Pain. Like, uh, uh, ouch, pain. That hurts. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it, was it a man or is it a woman that experienced the most pain? Right. And as it went around, Ollie contends that getting kicked in the groin is probably one of the worst uh, experiences a, a person, a man, a people kind could ever. Uh, experience. We've talked about that today, the groin kick. Well, yeah. which is why, which is why I'm, I'm calling in because oh. uh, I, I, people kind and you're being kicked in the groin. I know that your uh, staff is working on uh, finding the, the perfect sounder. That's right, Rick. And what's as, your last name? Or do you don't well, want to get? I, I, I defer. I, I don't think I should uh, right. mention my last name. But Rick H from Harlingen. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how you can uh, do that. But Lena, uh, she, uh, she of course, uh, counterpoints with the fact that childbirth uh, outweighs the pain of any kick to the groin, no matter what. I would imagine she has a point. And they, they kind of go back and forth, and uh, they really do not settle their uh, argument at that point. Mm-hmm. So they go about their business, and uh, Noli's doing his chores, and, and uh, Lena is also around doing her chores as well. 
And uh, the day after, well, they're having supper, Joe. They're uh, joining together, just the two of them, and they're at the supper table. Supper. Yeah, they're having the supper. This is dinner. Right. I guess you would say dinner. I would call it supper. Supper's all right, sure. And, uh, and only he, he tries to, uh, to to. Is this a long joke? Well, it shouldn't be this long, but I'm interrupted occasionally. So I, uh, and I'm I'm retired, so I don't have anything but time uh-huh. down here in. What do you do for a living? I was a truck driver. Okay. Uh, I uh, I was an on the road truck driver, and I settled down in in Harlingen just because it's it's beautiful. All right. And you meet many Minnesotans that come down to. Harlingen, Texas. It's hard to say. Harlingen. I know you have mangled it many times, yeah. and uh, and it's. But so, so Oli and Lena are at the supper the trucking table. Trucking industry has changed. It has over the years. But Oli and Lena are at the yes, supper uh, table. Back to the uh, back to the uh, as Oli, uh, it's kind of burned, kind of burned all day. And that next day after supper, uh, he he said to uh, to Lena, you know. I've been thinking about this, Lena, and she said, well, what have you been thinking about? He says, I agree that childbirth uh, must hurt like heck, and and man uh, does not experience anything like that. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you have to think about this. A woman who goes through the pains of childbirth. Who's talking now, Oli or Lena? Well, well, this, they're discussing this. Oli is express, expressing to Lena that, that, that yes, the childbirth pains must be great. Yeah. They really must be hard. He's not saying there's no pain. He's really saying, Joe, that there is a lot of pain. He's telling this to Lena. Uh-huh. And Lena looks at him with a, with a quizzical look, and Oli uh, says, yes, a childbirth is bad, but when you think about it, Lena, there has been no man that has ever said, you know, that kick to the groin really hurt unbelievably. Why don't you do it to me one more time? Hello? Hello? See, childbirth, you might have maybe two or three babies, but there's been no man in the history of, man, of people kind people th- that have said, you know what? That really hurt. Yep. Why don't you do that to me maybe once, twice, or three more times? So that that kind of that you, you, when you think about that, he's yeah. got a point. That, yeah. That's uh, that that hurts. So um, I'm not sure how it ended up because that's where the joke ends. But uh, uh-huh. I'm sure Oldie slept on the couch that night, or maybe not after supper. After supper, and after setting up the TV tray and maybe watching. Uh, Rerun the Gunsmoke with Matt Dillon. <laughs> or maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Ponderosa. What was Haas? That was Ponder, that was, uh, I think that was called Ponderosa. Ponderosa uh, with a, a young, uh, Charles Ingalls. What? No, uh, yes. Michael, yeah. uh, Keaton Landon. Mike, Michael Landon. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael Landon, yes. You, you, uh, Rick, uh. We have an antenna down here. We don't have cable, but, uh. I'm telling you, those uh, those rabbit ears. If Rick, you uh, Rick. if the sun is is riding it on a cloudless evening when the stars are shining bright, you can uh, you can damn well get uh, well, Crawford. You can damn well get Austin. It's uh, it's a clear night. You that should be there. a thrill for you, uh, Rick. Uh, yes. <laughs> but but you did understand the uh, the. Uh, the humor in that—that that 
uh, a, a woman will have a baby, maybe two, three, four, five. Well, some women have six or seven. No man has ever said, "Boy, that really hurt." Yeah. Could you kick me in the groin again? Yeah. So I get it. I mean, it's. it's I do. Can't I argue that it is painful, but uh, I, you know, I don't. I don't care to be kicked in the groin. No. Plus my belt buckle. Uh, the, I love Texas belt buckle that yeah. I have. Uh, All right, kind Rich. of a good, kind of like a, a higher nut cup. Rick, thank you uh, for I, calling. I have trouble at the airport. Uh, thank you. They tell me to no, take my no. belt off. No, no, Rick, you tend to wander. Is that it? That's okay. it. Okay, uh, thank you, Joe. Thank, thank you huh? very much. Rick from Har- Harlan. It's I can't even say it. Harlingen, Texas. Harlan. Harlingen. This stuck in my head, so do you. Is this your song? God, I love this. Alejandro Escovito. You got to be careful, uh, Larry, when you're screening those calls from Rick. Well, you well, did trust her. You did tell him to call back. I thought I said 15 minutes out of the show would have been over. He cheated. Well, I think he heard 13. Yeah, you negotiated that yeah, time. Yeah, you negotiated. Uh, you gotta, you gotta uh, sports is coming up. Okay. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Nine. But if I do wrong, smoke my smoke, drink my water.